Seder. Thank Natalie and uh, any of the other Nashim Sakanis that to arrange, have to arrange and prepare for the for this year. Shuas is Kabbal Satar. Shuas is Man Matan Terasena. It means that the Rav Shalom is turning to each and every one of us. He's looking at each and every one of us and he's asking us this time of the year, what have you done to prepare to receive the Torah? Are you, to, are you prepared now to receive the Torah again? Because it's being given to us again. Zman matan And because of that, I wanted to speak in a very, very simple and direct way about what that means to receive the Torah. What that means to receive the Torah now. What does that mean? Kabbalah is a Torah. What does that mean? Everybody knows we're counting down at the last few days. What does that mean? We're counting down to what? And like many of the simplest things in life, over the years we enjoy eating from the Etzadahs, the tree of knowledge, and sometimes we forget the taste of the tree of life, the Etzachayim. So I wanted to talk about the Etzachayim in a very, very simple way, the meaning of receiving the Torah, Kabbalah Torah. So in the parasha of Kabbalah Torah, everybody knows that Bnei Yisrael said, "Kol Hashadiba Hashem Naase." In parashas Yisrael, "Kol Hashadiba Hashem Naase." Whatever Hashem has said to us, we will do. We were excited, and we, and we said we're ready. "Kol Hashadiba Hashem Naase." Whatever Hashem Baruch says, Nasa. When we move ahead, five prakim in Chumash, in Parshish Mishpatim, where there we also have a description of Maimon HaSinai, there everybody knows that we said Nasa Venishma. We didn't just say Nasa, Kalashadiba Hashem Nasa, that whatever Hashem says we will do. We said Kalashadiba Hashem. Nasa Benishma. Whatever Hashem's Baruch says, we will do and we will hear. The actual Pasik is Vyanu Kolha Am Yachtov. That's by Nasa. And the Nasa Benishma is Lady Ryan. And what's interesting, besides the difference that why does it say why did we say first Nasa? We will do. And only later on we said Nasa Venishma. That's the obvious difference. And also, when it comes to Parshish Yisro, when we all said that we will do, there the Torah makes a point of saying that that we all said together. We all said together, 
By Nasev and Nishma later on, it doesn't say Yachtav. It doesn't say together. Only at the beginning when we said Nasev, without Nasev and Nishma. Only there does the Torah say Vayano Kolo Am Yachtav. Yachtav. That we together. We said Nasev. By Nasev and Nishma, it doesn't say Yachtav. Nasev and Nishma is, of course, much more famous. But it doesn't say Yachtav by Nasev Nishma. See, the explanation is as follows. There are two parts to the keem of every mitzvah, to observing each mitzvah. There's the chilek of Nasa. The chilek of Nasa means the actual keem mitzvah. That I am now going to fulfill my obligation to carry out the will of Hashem as He commanded me. In that stage of Nasa, or that mindset of Nasa, we will do, or I will do this person doesn't necessarily know what the Rambam says about that or the Ramban certainly doesn't know what the Zohar says about that or the Ariya Kodesh hasn't studied any of the Kabbalistic intentions, Kavanas of the Rashash he doesn't know all the person knows is Kashi Sivani Habari all the person knows is Nasa I want to do God's will I want to fulfill the will of Hashem. Nasa. Without any without any reason, without any without knowing anything else or anything deeper or anything sophisticated about what this particular mitzvah means. Just plain Pashit Kashetsivani Habara Yizbar Shama as the Creator has asked me to do. That's one chilik of the mitzvah. There's another chilek of a mitzvah. There's another part of a mitzvah, of being the kind of mitzvah, that's called nishma. Nishma, meaning we will hear, or I want to hear, I want to understand. Or in Yiddish, it's better to say, I want to daher. I want to really, really understand something, to hear something. It doesn't just mean to listen, to daher. It means to understand really what it means. Here, the person already is trying to connect to the deeper meaning of the mitzvah according to his level, according to her level. The person wants to understand what effect does this, does this mitzvah have in the higher world. The Sram talk about the different mitzvahs, and the different kaychas of the different mitzvahs to affect things above and below in all the worlds. And here the person already wants to know. In that world of nishma, he wants to hear, he wants to daher, he wants to understand. Now it's very easy for us now to explain that when it comes to our readiness of Nasa, when the Jewish people said Tashem, when we said those words of Nasa, only by Nasa can it say Yachtav. 
That's clear. Because when it comes to the world of I will do what God told me to do, it makes no difference if you're a little bar mitzvah bacha or you're a Chaim Kanievsky. It makes no difference if you're Maisha Rabbeinu or you're Maisha Kapaya. It makes no difference. It's the same film. It's the same mitzvah. When it comes to that world of Naza, the God Hador, Rabchaim Kanievsky, says the same Kriyishma that you and I say. The same exact words. Follows the same exact halachas that you and I follow in saying Kriyishma. Therefore, it's obvious that only when it comes to that simple proclamation of Nas, Rabbi Shalom, whatever you're telling us to do, we're here. We're going to do it. Only there could it say such a remarkable thing as Yachtav. Because Yachtav is not talking about harmonizing. That's a nice thing. But it's not talking here about harmony. Yachtav means that we're mamish together on this. The Rebbe of Meilach, and the Rebbe of Lamech said, not only did he remember Harsinai, he remembered Maimon Harsinai with Rebbe Lamech, but he also remembered who stood next to him by Maimon Harsinai. You remember the Jews that were standing next to him by There's a great deal written about what that means. What does that mean that he remembered who was standing next to him? What's the Nafkimina who's standing next to you? But that sense of Yachtav means that the normally Malach, that great exalted Sadiq, could be standing next to Moshe the Vasatrega, Moshe the water carrier. By Maimon Hasina was the great equalizer. And those words of Ayanu Kolaam Yachdov, all of us said as one. That here. And we'll do what you told us to do. There, there's no difference between one Jew and another Jew. The fact that there are menhagim, that there are customs that over the years developed them, Ashkenazim, Sfadim, and so on, that's not that's not really important. As far as the, as far as the, etzim, the core of our, of our commitment to Yiddishkeit, of course, all Jews are the same, and over there, by Nasser, we could say such a thing as Yachtav. Masha'ena came, but that's not the case. When it comes to the world of Nishma, because by Nishma, each Jew enters into his or her own private little union with Hashem, in that world of Nishma. <coughs> Nishma, by definition, I will hear, I will daher, I will try to understand the deeper meaning of what I'm doing, that naturally creates mechitzas that separate between one Jew and another Jew. Each person in his own world, in his own mechitza of trying to understand the will of Hashem. And that's why we know that the days and the days leading up to Kabbalah Satayra, we have those days of Hagabala. The Shlaishis may Hagabala. Hagabala, you know, that we were told not to come to the mountain and so on, and days of preparing. But on a deeper level, Chazal tell us, Atta Machitzala Atzmacha. Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, Atta Machitzala Atzmacha. You have to now enter into your own Machitza into your own domain 
And that world of Moshe Rabbeinu was very private. It's a very personal, it's a very personal and intimate relationship that a Jew has with the Baruch Shalom. Like Rabbi Nachman says at the beginning of Sichas Haran, Ani Adati, David Amal says, Ani Adati, Hashem. I know that Hashem is great. And my knowing Hashem's greatness is something that I can't explain to you. That's my own feeling of Hashem. That's called a mechitza. So Chazal say, Ata mechitza Aaron And Aaron, his brother, has another mechitza. Moshe and Aaron loved each other. They're inseparable. But when it comes to Dveikas Basham, when it comes to Nishma, I will hear, I'll try to understand on a deeper level. They're both great, but Moshe and Aaron are two different people. We're not talking about Yachtev anymore, right? Together. Here there's a mechitza. Here there's already there boundaries, there are separations. That's what the Hagbalah was really about. and the Jewish people, their own mechitzas. And each person lives in his own mechitza of Nishma. So there can't be a Yachtev when it comes to Nishma because no two people on earth hear things the same way. It's not possible. Each person with his or her own understanding that's the Hagbola. There's separations, there are distinctions. That means that after we first said in Parshish Yisrael those words of Kolashadiba Hashem Nasa, when we said together, Kolashadiba Hashem Nasa, that whatever Hashem's Baruch said, we will do. And every single Jew that stood at Har Sinai, that means me and you, all of us, when we were standing there, we said, As the one who created me has commanded me to do, so I will do. After that, commitment to doing, without all kinds of fancy stuff. After that, great collective commitment where all of us are the same, the God Hador and the little child. After that, then Hashem is Baruch, not only, did he get, not only does He give us permission, not only does He give us rishus, but He encourages us to build mechitzes, to build our own world, each person his own world, of nishma, so that each person should be able to be an Oivet Hashem with simchen, with chiz, because, because when I put on tefillin, or when I light the Shabbos candles, that means this and this to me, and that's my own personal Indian that I have with the Shabbos candles. That's not somebody else's Indian, it's my own. I'm doing the same as everybody else is doing. I do the same thing, but but it's very personal. And unless you have that mechitza la'atzmacha, unless you have that hagbala, unless you have that nishma, it's very hard that your Yiddishkeit should be with simcha, with chiyas. It's very, very hard. Obviously, the more person enters into the world of Panimi Satara and the deeper, deeper teachings of Tyra, he's able to build more beautiful machitzes, more elaborate and beautiful machitzes for himself in his Avodah Hashem. And then the person is able to say, Nasev Nishma. But first is Nasev. Kashet Sivani Hashem. And that's Yachtov, same as everybody. Same Krishma, same candlelighting, Everything is the same. Then comes Nasev Then there's that beautiful world 
of designing and custom design and all kinds of creativity within, when I say creativity, of course I mean within <laughs> the boundaries of, of, of the tzaddikim and the svarmak dosham, but there's tremendous, tremendous room for creativity. And Am Yisrael is so beautiful, so beautiful. And Hashem Zbaruch wanted that they should be Ashkenazim and Svaradim and Chassidim and Litvaks and there should be different kinds of Svaradim and different kinds of Chassidim and there should be Yakish and German Jews and Hungarian Jews and Taimanim. By the way, Baruch Hashem such a nachis. It's such a nachis from all of the color of Am Yisrael and the nishma that we all found how precious Minhagim our customs are because a custom is, you have a little bit of, you could, you know, there's a little bit you could feel your own little flair when it comes to a, a minig that community has, you know. So even if in, uh, in Bells, so in Bells they have this word in, in Shemun that nobody else says. When it comes to that word, all the Bells have had a special, you know. They feel, they feel good about that. They feel good about that. The only, only, we, only the Bells of Chassidim say that word. And so it is with the, with the Taimanim and their pronunciation of words. There's a certain stolz, there's a certain pride. <coughs> Of nishma, of creativity, and my own mechitza, my community, my chesidus, and so on. However, as beautiful as that is, as beautiful as nishma is, there's a tremendous danger in the world of nishma. There's there's a tremendous danger. And now, perhaps more than ever before, Hashem wants the nishma. But there's a tremendous danger of cleverness, over-sophistication, of putting one's self and one's ego into the nishma. I'm not going to give examples of that right now, maybe a few later on. When you put your own ego into the nishma, of what you would like Yiddishkeit to be like and how you envision the will of God as it makes you feel comfortable whether it's as a man or as a woman and you use your own cleverness intelligence and creativity to bring into existence a nishma that has drifted very, very far away from the Nasser. We find Chazal speaking in such a way, using the words Aveda, Avedas to lose Nasser, or to break, to shatter, by the Chet Egel, by the sin of the golden calf. Chazal and the Farshim tell us that Jews had all kinds of interesting nishmalach. You understand? They had all kinds of cheshbainas. Jews are smart, and am chachem benavim, and are very innovative. And Jews were able to come up with such an Indian of having a golden calf. And not only that, but there were all kinds of perushim of why we needed to have such a thing. Of why that was important to have. And why the Ba'an Shalom would want us to have such a thing. And would want us to dance around such a thing. Would want us to celebrate Yiddishkeit in that way of the golden calf. So there were all kinds of svaras. 
all kinds of reasons, all kinds of deep, deep ideas and concepts <coughs> that were man-made, all ostensibly for the purpose of serving God in a deeper way. But when Chazal described this, in the Medrash, Chazal say, Ibaratem Nasa, Shibaratem Nasa, you lost, you lost Nasa, you threw away, you broke, you shattered and destroyed the Nasa being a Jew. Simple amuna, simple obedience. Kashetzivani Habari Yisbarak Shema, as the Creator has commanded me, you, you broke that. Because in the world of Nasa, there are no cheshbainas. There's no sophistication. There are no complications in the world of Nasa. In the world of Nasa, we have two rabbis, the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah. Those are our rabbis, the Shulchan Aruch. Those are our rebellion. In the world of Nasa, of what to do, you could have beautiful svaras, fantastic svaras of why men and women should sit together in shul. Because you could say, I pray much better with my wife. I find that the davening is infinitely more meaningful when we, when we could be together, and so on and so forth. You could come up with a lot of beautiful things. And you can even get Kabbalistic. There's in Yevzach and the Keva, and there's Yisoyed and Malchus, and I'm bringing you back to the unification of God's holy name, which comes about through the Yichud of a male and a female between a chas and a kal. You broke something, you lost something, you destroyed something, you shattered the world of Nasa. And the world of Nishma becomes, not only does it become meaningless, but it becomes destructive. It becomes terribly, terribly destructive. In the Lashon of Kotsk, it says, this is how they said this in Kotsk. That means that in the offering that we bring in the Beis HaMikdash, we're not allowed to put in there any any yeast or any honey. So the Gemara asks, Those of you who say Korbanis in the morning will are familiar with this. Honey is a good thing, no? I mean, I personally don't care for it, but it's a very popular thing, honey. It's a very popular thing. In our house, all the girls know, don't tell daddy that there's honey in the recipe. I like the taste of something, but I just don't want to hear if there's any honey in it. I don't like, I don't like honey. I, I like, I guess, what it does to something, but I don't like it for itself. So the, so the, so the Gemara asks a very simple question. The Kotzka says this. But the Gemara says, Why don't you put honey? To bring honey to the Mizbech is a chash of a thing. In ancient times, that was that was the most that was the most chash of a thing. Right? So the so the Gemara asks, The Pasuk says you're not allowed to. And the Gemara asks, Why can't you bring Tvash? I would like to bring Tvash. I would like to show God how much I love him. And honey is a very, very sweet thing. It's the greatest natural offering of sweetness that I could find for him. And I think that this is a great way to serve him. I like this. I can bring honey to Hashem. So Gemara asks, So don't even know what the Gemara's answer is? If you say Korbanis, you know what the Gemara's answer is. The Gemara's answer is amazing. Amazing. This is the Gemara's answer. Hashem. <laughs> the Gemara answers. Everybody's talking about this. 
The Gemara answers, you know why you can't bring honey onto the Mizbech? Because the Torah says, don't bring any honey onto the Mizbech. So the Gemara was setting us up, like to hear some deep thing, right? You can't bring honey onto the Mizbech, why not? And we're going to hear like this unbelievable fancy thing of why you can't bring honey. Because the I should be able to be creative and I should be able to bring honey. So the Gemara's answer is, Mebneshat Torah Amra. Mebneshat Torah, because the Torah says, V'chol so advash, lo sa'akim na'ish al-Hashem. You're not allowed to bring so'ar and dvash onto the Mizbech. Mebneshat Torah Amra. So the Koska says about this, Now, you know, the Koska was the sharpest genius on earth. And the Koska said a very simple thing about this. He said, the human mind is mitzumtzum. The human mind is finite, is limited, and is very easily swayed by negias, by interest, by self-interest. Da, you should know. This is what the Gemara is saying. Really, what's the real reason why I can't put dvash onto the mezbeach? means it really should be enough for me. But this is what the Torah said. It should be enough. That's, a, that's reason enough for me not to put in Dvash. I don't have to Google anywhere. I don't have to look it up. The Gemara says, the Emes is, You know, there was a... Everybody heard of the Rebbe Abzushi, yeah? That's Rebbe Lamel's brother. They're very, very different. They say about the two brothers. Rebbe Lamel was Oiz, was strength, and the Rebbe Abzushi was, was Anova. Was humility, but both of them were lechay alone, but for the for the bar yishlam, So the so once the Rebbe of Baruch Meshbes says, who's he the Baal Shemta's grandson, was talking about the Madragas that he saw by the tzaddikim that he knew, and he was saying how how the emiss is that the Rebbe of Zusha never ever heard. The Torahs of the Mezitzah Magid of the Rebbe, of our Rebbe. They learned together about the Mezitzah Magid. The Rebbe Abarach Meshbitzer and the Rebbe Abzushi were together by the Magid. But the Rebbe Abarach told the Chassidim that the Rebbe Abzushi never heard the Torah. He didn't learn the Torahs. Why? He said because the second that the Mezitzah Magid would say the words, he'd just begin the Pasuk and say, Veda B'Shem Alamayshalayma, the Rebbe Abzushi would start jumping up on the table and knock over all the food and the schnapps and start to scream out, The Baruch Shalom spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu. He started shaking everybody. Do you hear this? The Baruch Shalom spoke. Does he speak to you? Did he speak to me? He spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu. And every time the Mishra Mag would tell the Chassidim, take, take him out. We can't, we can't learn with him. He's, he's a nuisance. He's dangerous. So, the Rebbe, so he never heard any of the drushes of the Mishra Mag. Every single time the Mag would start, the Rebbe Zushi would go out of his kailah. So the so the chassidim were laughing just like we're laughing. What kind of a what is that? So the chassidim started to laugh, and the Rebbe Baruch Meshbus wasn't laughing. He wasn't known for his laughing. And the Rebbe Baruch Meshbus said, "What are you laughing? What's so funny?" The truth is that if we'd be the way we're supposed to be, we wouldn't need anything else except by Dabra Shalom Shalom. That's all we would need. Dabra Ben Yisrael, tell the Jewish people to do this again. We wouldn't need anything else. I, we're not the Rebbe Abzushia, so we need to have the whole thing and all the tires and so on. The Emma says it would be just, if we would be like the Rebbe Abzushia, 
Go. In Chabad, there's a nusach for this. The same Yisod in Chabad. <coughs> One of the Talmudim of the Balatanya, of the Alter Rebbe, was a big, big Amkan. was a very deep thinker. You know, Chabad they had this Amkan. And this Chasi was a big Amkan. It was very deep. And for years and years and years, he was working on his Boninus in the way of the, of the Balatanya, of meditation, the deepest way. And one time, he was in the middle of his, his Boninus, and his Bobby was sitting over there, his grandmother was sitting at the table. And he was, you know, where? In the highest places, you understand? The highest places, this Chasid. And he noticed that his grandmother was sitting at the table. And it was clear to him beyond the shadow of a doubt that the emunapshuta of his grandmother, that the simple faith of his grandmother, the way that she was saying to him, was much higher than any place he was going. And he was very tzibachan. He's working for 25 years on, on, on you know, his hisbainadus, on, on what it means to say, Baruch Atah Hashem Hawailam. He's working on that for 25 years. And the Bobby's sitting there, and it's clear to him that she's like much, much more into that than he is, in a much higher place than he is. So he felt that all of the years that I'm working on these things, it's like for nothing. It's my, my grandmother, I, all the years is for nothing. So he went with this to the Balatani, and it's brought down the Chabad's from the following, that the altar we told him, it's Kedai to work 80 years in meditation in order to reach the simple conclusion of your grandmother. That the Ikra of life, the essence of life is a Munapshut, a simple faith. It's Kedai for 80 years to meditate, to bring yourself to that point where you realize That the greatest thing on earth is a munapshuta, is nasa. And don't feel bad, he told the chassid, because without your work in his bainanus, you would not have been able to come to what you came to now, which is the true understanding of your, of your grandmother's greatness, of who she is. Now, she wasn't in any of those idleness that he was. She wasn't in any of those idleness. I told you once, some years ago, a long time ago, I was asked to give a, a, a talk in the, in the mountains, and I was giving it to the Bangla Khan to, uh, uh, to women. And, and there was a woman after the Shia who came to me, and she said she wanted to tell me uh, about, her, about her grandmother. She also, I mentioned something in the Shia about my, the, my background, it was also from a Hungarian background, and she wanted to tell me about her grandmother who had passed away, who she loved very much. And she said that her grandmother, when her grandmother davened, she used to, her grandmother used to daven like this. She used to, she used to look in the siddha. She was always davening, always saying to him, the grandmother. And she would, then she would go like this. She would like poke her finger at the siddha. And she asked, Bobby, what are you, what are you doing over there? What are you poking the siddha? So her grandmother, she says, my grandmother told me that she says, I don't really understand the words. I don't understand what the words are. But there's one word I understand when it says that Hashem, I understand that 
That's the Rebbeinu Shalom. So I like to touch what this says. When it says Hashem, I like to touch that. I like to touch it. You can make such a thing nowadays in a seminary. Tell me such a such a creation you can make, such a such a nas that you can make in a school someplace. That's on a smartboard, on a blackboard, with rambans and rambams and svarnos and klayokas and malbums and everything. All the works, Maharals, svasamis, you name it. Where do you make a bobby like that? Where do you make a Jew like that? Then she said, every once in a while she would kiss her finger, like licking her finger, like kissing her finger. She touches Hashem's name. I was uh, last week. I, I go many times, and I go to try to dive. My parents moved to Farakway with my sister, and I go there to dive with my father. And I, I went to the I went to the Stiebel where he davens, which is just like a minute away from where, where he lives. And I went to the Stiebel, and there's a Rosh Hashiva there. And the Rosh I'm, I'm leaving with my father. The Rosh Hashiva says hello, and he says to me, "I know we know each other." He says to me, "Moshe, your father, your father is Mamish, my hero. Is my hero. And my father doesn't know what he's talking about." And the and this Rosh Hashiva says, your father comes like every single every single time, no matter when any of us come to shul, your father is already here. The truth is, my father's there a half hour, forty minutes before. He has Mishnayos and Tillim, and he starts to he starts to tell at home at around quarter to five in the morning, four thirty, and he continues on, and it's and around seven o'clock he goes to the shul, and he's before and 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 he says, and I'm feeling very uncomfortable because my father hates that kind of talk. That your father's mom is my hero. My father's saying to me, come, come on, I don't know what he's talking about. And my father's pulling me to leave. He's, 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 hero, what is this? Heroes. Hero, what's the hero here? And, my, I'm, and, and I say, Shkai, so I'm, I'm, walking, I'm walking with my father. And my father said, What's that? The Narishkai. What's the Narishkai? What kind of hero? What's the hero? I said, Daddy, because you're saying how you, you come to shul, you're, you're, can I know, you're, you're, you're twice as old as everybody else in the shul. And, and you're there a half hour before everybody comes to shul, and you and, and, and so he considers a big thing. So my father says, "I just go to shul to daven. I don't know what the, why. I don't know where everybody else is. But I don't know why they don't come. <laughs> you have to prepare to daven. You don't just come to the middle of davening. You come to daven. You have to prepare and you say some tilim and you learn a mishnah. And again, you can make something like that nowadays. I don't know. It's it's a universe that's called Kol Diba Hashem Nas." There's a world of Nas, of Kashet Sivani, Habarius, Baruch Shemal, on Chachmas, the no Chachmas. Nothing fancy, no shtig. That's what Baruch Shemal told me to do. Like the Koska said, that's the word. That the Torah says, Benesha Torah Amra. Benesha Torah Amra. My father's whole way of living is always on Sunday, she lived somewhere in Sonsik, in good health. My father's whole way of living is always Benesha Torah Amra. He also likes to learn and to understand deeper things. He's a very smart person. But but when it comes to doing what you're supposed to do, so, it was like that when he was a kid. It was like that during the war. And it's like that after the war. When a person, when a person, and here's what's interesting. When a person doesn't feel that much chiyas in his mitzvahs. What's fascinating is that what really, I, the Swarm say that really does it for us to help us with our mitzvahs is dafke, those moments is dafke not to go into all the nishma. You know, nishma is good, nishma is terrific. 
But the more a person chazes over and says the words, and even if you don't want to say those words because you don't know what they mean, you just say, I now want to do this mitzvah to give nachas ruach. To say those words, to give nachas ruach to the one who created them. You'll find that it gives you more chiyas, more simcha, more energy than all the fancy tires in the world. Look at the photo stuff that you have in front of you. You see where it says on the first side, it says Yantuk. You see that? There's a, there's a wonderful sefer. The name of the sefer is Kashetzi Vajra. And the entire purpose of this sefer, which is around 300 pages, the purpose of this sefer is to go through every single part of the day, every single moment of our lives, and how we can stop and look at that moment in our lives as a mitzvah, and what we should think about and what we could say to help us at that moment of the day, that moment in our lives. So, I just wanted to take a... And on the bottom there are notes to see, the, the Makaris, but I just decided, let's, let's look at a, a couple. Because we're coming to Yontif, right? So, right now, right now there are Jewish minds that are thinking about cheesecakes. <laughs> and how are we going to work the milkers? And what's going to be with the flesh? And when are they going to come off from the shul? And, how, and who are we inviting? And who do we unfortunately have to have, regardless of whether we invite or we don't invite? <laughs> <laughs> All the yarn that people worry about during a yant- before a yontiv, and the achanis of a yontiv, the achanis to prepare for a yontiv. And we have to go to the shopping, and we have to do this, and, have to, and already have the menu to make for the first night and the first day, and what to have, and make sure we have the ingredients, and who's doing, who's cooking this, and who's baking that, and <laughs> All of the achanis. When it comes to the Yom Tavim, see, he could even give the men stuff to do. Because when it comes to Pesach and Sukkot, they're also there for Pesach and Sukkot. Everybody has to run out. Shuas is funny, right? So Shuas looks like it's only the women. And stuff, that's... Of course, that's not, that's not true. It's for everybody. Yachtov, Yachtov, Shuas. But look, let's just look for, for five minutes, because we have to finish here. Let's look for five minutes. Yesh mitzvahs anoyegus b'chal Yom Tavim. The mitzvahs that we keep the, every yantiv. But nevertheless, we're going to review them for each yantiv. So, hachanis liyantiv. Bizman, just do a couple of examples. Bizman shayisig bachanis the kras yantiv. Any time that you or I, any of us, are getting ready for yantiv, whether it's going shopping, whether it's cooking, whether it's trying something on in the store, a, a, a new outfit, whatever it might be. You mekaim a mitzvah of covered yantiv, of honoring the yantiv, and oinig yantiv. Oinig yantiv is on yantiv itself. Which is, which is like the hachan is the mitzvah preparing for Shabbos. Therefore, for all of the you hear this in the store. It doesn't, don't make a spectacle of yourself. But in the store, everywhere you are, and at home, and everything that we're doing, hareining mekavein lekayim mitzvahs kavod yantiv oinig yantiv. Hareining mekavein. Say it in English. Say whatever language you want. Hareining mekavein. I am now 
I have the intention to be Mekayim, the mitzvah, to give honor to this holy day that's coming up. Kavad When you're sweeping, when you're vacuuming, when you're cleaning, when you're sewing, whatever you're doing. Hayd Mekayim on the Kayim, it says Kavad Yontav, or Enig Yontav, Kashet Siva Hashem. Kashet Siva Hashem. Taisus Yontav. What does that mean? That means that we light candles earlier than before Yontav starts. And we keep Yontav a little bit after Yontav ends, right? The time. When you accept upon yourself the holiness of Yontiv, as you're about the, the women who light candles already married, or single girls who have that minute, when you're going to light candles before you light candles, and then also after Yontiv, when you keep, we all keep extra time uh, after Yontiv, a to add from the weekday. Into the day of holiness. It's a mitzvah. And you should have this intention. And you should say these words. Others As my creator. Or any words of endearment that make it more meaningful to you could add. What is Shvizah? Shvizah means not doing any malacha. So not turning on lights, not tearing paper. Now, whatever you're not allowed to do on Yantiv. At the beginning of Yantiv, you should accept upon yourself and say, I have in mind to accept upon myself to rest this Yantiv. Meaning to rest from any Malacha that I'm not allowed to do. And you can say that during the day also. During Yantiv itself, that I have, intent, my, I have in mind not to do what I would normally do at this time. I'm not doing any Malacha. When you're davening, yantiv davening. When you're davening, it doesn't make a difference whether you're in shul or you're at home. When you're davening, you makayim misses mikra kaidish. According to the Ramban and the other Rishonim, you makayim misses the raisa of mikra kaidish. Hashem commanded us and wants us to proclaim these days as days of holiness. Mikra kaidish, and we makayim that when we daven, and then the words of davening for yantiv, and you even makayim that when you say to somebody a good yantiv. Chag Sameach. But it makes a huge difference. If you have a thought, what's the thought? That when you start to daven, I have in mind, besides davening, I have in mind to make the mitzvah to proclaim and to be part of your days of holiness and to daven on your day of holiness. Same thing with Halal, Kiddush, and so on. The Sudas of Yantav. Look on the other side. When, you ha- when you're enjoying the food on Yantiv by the meal, the karma is a gamis from the Torah. You mean is from the Torah. By enjoying Yantiv. But instead of just being a fresher, instead of just eating and crashing about, I can't eat this. I can't believe I'm eating again. I can't believe I'm doing this again. I can't believe God wants me to do this. No, by the way, no one told you you have to eat so much. But I can't believe this. I'm sick. I'm not feeling well. I can't believe this. And it becomes a bizarre for Yantav. It becomes a bizarre for the person herself or himself to talk on Yantav about such silliness. About my stomach and my stomach and my diet. And my, I'm fat. I'm fat. I got fatter. All of these things. Instead, a person can say, Simchas Yontiv. Look at Simchas Yontiv. 
when we're eating Yontav Chalamoy, Pesach Sukkot Chalamoy, Mekayin the Mitzvah of Samach to Bechagechuk to rejoice on on the Chag. Hanoshim Smeches Bebegadim Chadoshim and the women also when they have new clothing for Yontav and Tachshitim Luchvay the Chag or they have some new some new jewelry or some ta- some some Tachshitim some Tchachkes to put on for yon, for for Yontav. Vahiyelodim Smechim B'minim Asik and the children are happy with what Chazal say what makes them happy is candy some candies the sweets. And poor people are happy when other people help them to pay for what they need for Yantiv. All different ways of, of, of the Simcha. Every place, it's Minhagim. And every family with its Minhagim. All of these are included by Mitzvah. For instance, he says, Like you take the family on a trip, on a Tiyul, on a Cholomoy. Before you eat a drink, before the husband gives his wife the gift, or, or before she searches, before she puts it on, clothing, new clothing, before you give the child some candies or cookies, or before you take them out on a trip, who poor people, do you help them? You carving what? I told you we can talk about simple Kabbalah I'm to be I have We're going to still need the page of the Bible in a minute. The mitzvah being Now, what I said before the story. Let's just come come to a close. What I said before that the Rebbe Abzushi that he said, I'm sorry, the Rebbe Baruch Meshbus said that the truth is that if we would be who we're supposed to be, then it's enough to hear. So we don't need, the Rebbe Zushi is right. That's enough. So the truth is that when it comes to Nishma, and here there's something beautiful, and there's also something sad. That when it comes to Nishma, which means to understand, to, find all, to try to understand all the deeper, deeper reasons and so on, the reality is that over the years, and because we've been so through so many, so many, so many tzaras and so much difficulties, and because of our experience, especially not so much the Svadim, but the Ashkenazim in Europe with the skeptics and the non-believers, the Svadim didn't have so much that experience because they were living with the Muslims. The Muslims are big believers, so they were living. But the Ashkenazim lived in places of <coughs> philosopher, philosophy and skepticism and so on. And the Svadim had that in the earlier years, but not later on. But the Ashkenazim had that. Till, till, till the 20th century all the years we grew up in that culture that was so so much a culture of having to understand everything right mm-hmm. everything has to make sense to me so because of that the Svarim say that over time the Svarim became much fatter and, and we began to we, we had a greater need <coughs> for deeper and deeper more exciting explanations we needed to have new things, new ways of looking into things, new ways of understanding, because once that emunah pshuta and the world of Nasa was getting weaker, and we were more and more brokenhearted, we need to hear more good stuff. It's very, it makes a lot of sense. That's the pshat. We just need to hear more encouragement and more good things. The same way now, you go into the Swarma store, there are, there are dozens and dozens of Swarma that have to do with chizik and more chizik and giving chizik. I spoke about this a little bit on Shabbos Agol. And our grandparents and great-grandparents didn't have Svarma and Chizik. They didn't... They had Chizik, they had a Muna, and they believed in the Barnish They didn't have all of these extra props, which are true. It's true, all the Svarma are true. But the need for them is a reaction to the decline of simple faith. 
Once that world of Nasa gets weak, once we stop eating from the Eitzachayim, and we and we need the Eitzadas because that's how it is in the world. In other words, it's not enough. It's not enough that the minig of Am Yisrael is. I'm giving an example. Don't be insulted, but the minig of Am Yisrael is that women do not take a safer Torah to dance on simple stuff. We've been doing this for thousands of years. We figured this out a long time ago. And now they have to. They make shuls, and they have the and the women that have to, have to get an aliyah, and the women that have to be the chazanit and the rabbanit and the poseket and the and whatever they are. All of these things. I'm not going into. Don't don't say, That's the only thing you're going to remember from the whole shia is the Weinberg said was making fun. I'm not making fun. I'm not making fun because it's too sad and pathetic to make fun of it. Because whatever, because the nasa of our grandmothers has been lost, has been broken, has been shattered like Mother Chayta Egel. And therefore, we have to find all kinds of ways to make people feel like they're in it. We have to come up with, we have to come up with things that are outside the world of halacha and outside the world of Mini Yisrael to give people this feeling that, wow, this is, this is really something, something which is great. So, and I'm part of it. God really wants me to be part of this. God, I count. I count. I'm important in God's eyes. Until that time, you weren't important in God's eyes. But now you you discovered something that if you that if you are the chazanit, or if you get an aliyah, I'm just saying giving these examples because you all you all women. So I'm just using this as an example. The men have their own inyana. There are plenty of things that are going on. But the sad thing, of course, about all of that is that there was a time that 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 yachtav. There was that togetherness that all Jews knew intuitively in the deepest part of who you are like we said by Harsinai Yachtov together the great unifier is Halacha is Menigisvel and Halacha that unifies us so now that now that people want to be really creative they want to be really creative like the calls that I get for names that women want to name for them the men usually not the men, the men just want to have like Yaakov or Moshe but I get these calls from women, the names that they think of, I never heard in my life such names. Such such <coughs> names that are like not part of Kedusha's soul. Because I have to feel that my kid is special. My kid has a name that no one thought of. And I say, I'm sorry, you're the fourth girl this week that thought of that name. <laughs> uh, whatever it is, Avrahama or something. I don't want to say anything. I'm afraid not to say anything about it. There's no Avrahamas. <laughs> so, to come, up with, to come up with something new, to say, what? Because I have to feel like, you know, I have to feel good about this. Because my nishma, my nishma, my nishma needs a lift, you know? And, and the way it used to be that that I was satisfied as a man that my, I wear the same film that the Rambam wore and the Ravid wore and Rashi wore, right? What could be bad with that? The Rambam and I wear the same film. No, now you could put a mirror on the bottom of your film. And you could see. Nobody ever thought of this until a few years ago. That you look at yourself and you see how the Bachim look at themselves. They don't just look at the film. They take a little bit of a look at <laughs> Boys, take a, it's unbelievable what goes on with this stuff. You don't know what goes on in the shul. You think it's just davening. And then there's, and then there's all kinds of shtick. All kinds of shtick. <clears throat> and even though some of them might have some kind of a sherish, I want to give examples because people get insulted about these things. That our fathers and our grandfathers and our mothers and our grandmothers have no need for this. You know why? 
because they were so comfortable in that world of yachta, nasa. And now we have mechitzas. These Jews don't look at these Jews. These Jews are holier than these Jews. These Jews are more firm than these Jews. This Jew wears like this. This Jew doesn't wear this. This Jew's all of this stuff to make yourself feel like you're something important in God's eyes because the nasa doesn't work for you. I'll give you another example. I know it's getting late. I want to do the piece from Rav Kook, but I'll give you another example. The Jewish people are called in the parish of Galveston Am Segula, right? We're a special chosen nation. But we've become over the years an Am of Schoolers. What do I mean by that? What's going on with this stuff? Like, they have now, you look in the Jewish newspapers, that if you give tzedakah to this, to this thing, I, I understand what they're doing. They're business people. But, but why are we falling for this stuff? If you give to this, then you're going to get some Jew that's going to go to Amuk and he's going to and then it says over there, and it's guaranteed you're going to get a shidduch. Guaranteed you're going to get a shidduch. Whoever said such things to make such schoolists and haftachas, and all, and, and now I, every week you hear something else. I get a call from some, some Sedkanias, wonderful women, some, some community, Rabbi Weinberger, what do you think about us, uh, I'm just going to make up an example, what do you think about us accepting upon ourselves the, the, this Indian, and we're going to, for the next 40 days, we're going to say uh, Megillus Ruiz while having our right hand tied behind our back <laughs> and baking challah with the left hand, and we're going to have 40 days of challah baking. And what is that? <laughs> Can you explain to me why we never had this stuff? <laughs> I know, I'm not trying to put you out of business. No. <laughs> could, could you explain to me? Because what could be bad about women? Bake, I'm not saying it's bad. To, but can you explain what, the, what is this? Where, show me where it says this stuff about 40 days like this and 40 days and the coastal 40 days in a row and all these kind of, all these kunsim. What are the kunsim? 99% of them have no source any safer. I had somebody that wanted to be all the Jewish people should get together at the same time, coordinate the watch. He guy called me up a month ago to go, coordinate the watch, everyone in the world be all say all at the same time. I said, I don't know. What, where is that? What, what does that mean? <laughs> that we're gonna have it all on our phones go ding and then And this is gonna bring the Shiach if all Jews say Shema at the same time. Is that what you made such an Indian up? Oh, because they didn't have they didn't have cell phones about some safe. So now we could do such a thing, but if every Jew in the world says Shema but you make up such things like this. <laughs> this is a school to bring Mashiach. This is, to me, a, a school of, uh, for Shalom Bayes. A school of Shalom Bayes. You know what happened? It, there was once by the Bedich, you know, it's a school, it says in the Psalm, it's a school uh, after, uh, after Shabbos, it's a school to fold the, for the men to fold the talus up after Shabbos nicely and to put into the, right after we finish Mahav. So there was a year that was standing there for like 15 minutes folding his talus and throwing to the other guy. And the Bedich went over to him and said, it's a school of Shalom because that's the school of Shalom Bayes, the talus. He says, a school of Shalom Bayes to go home and make a dollar for your wife and help her clean up after Shabbos. This is a school of Shalom Bayes. That's the Bedich who said, you want to know a school of Shalom Bayes? So why do we need, what, I'm sorry, I'm keeping you, why do we need all these schoolers? What are these schools? Why isn't it enough to know that I'm saying to him for somebody? That always worked. We always believed in that. Why are we now having like the, the world conference to say till them together? While, while baking challah and making kiddush levon with our eyes closed <laughs> and 40 days after 40 years coming up with Shir Hashim where I send somebody a messenger to go to the Kaisal for 40 days and all of this stuff some of it is found in Svam most of it is not found anywhere somebody thought of these things and came up with these things well, why is that? where does that come from? what's with the schoolers? what's going on with the, with the, with the bandalach with all the different things schoolers there's an Indian of schoolers I'm not, and I believe I'm, I'm very partial like that I believe it says in the Sefer schoolers I believe in schoolers that I know that I saw by my parents and I heard of 
I, I, I believe in it, but these things, what is this? It'll be a school of you to get a shidduch if you send some old Jew to go daven for you in a mukha. Why isn't it a school for you as a young Jew to just go to the wall and to daven a good shachas and a good minch and a good mar? Why don't you try saying amen to all the brachas in the house? Why don't you try saying brachas clearly? Why don't you try saying, why don't you try benching slowly? No, I'm going to have, there's a schooler that if for 40 days you bench uh, in the siddur, then you see how everybody wants to do a bench from the siddur. Because then I'm going to get a shidduch if I bench from the siddur 40 days straight. And if I go to the kaisal, I'm going to make shidduch for my whole family. All of this stuff. And I'm sorry for being a little bit, or maybe very, very sarcastic. All of this stuff is that regular tefillin, regular davening, old-fashioned kriyishma, regular shirashirim, making challah in your own kitchen, saying shirashirim before Kabbalah Shams, that our ancestors did for generations and generations, it just doesn't do it for me. It just doesn't do it for me. Just like the name Rachel is out. They, first they changed it into Rachel, and then and, and the Rachel already is like, you know, it's like one of the Imohos. Everybody, everybody knows that. Okay, you got to find something different. Can't be, can't be Rachel. Can't be Rachel. We got to find something. I want my my daughter. My daughter. She has to have some name that's going to be like a knacket again. And it has to be like a, a name. It's going to be a school. If I read the name. Sorry, who? Sorry, Emmanuel. It's a nice name. Anybody has a problem with the name Sarah? Nobody calls me to ask about. Rabbi, what do you think about the name Sar? And then I give him the name Sar. That's not a cool name. <laughs> Everybody, that's my grandmother named Sar. Where does that come from? Again, I don't mean to say those are bad names or whatever. That's a separate parish with the, where people, the names that what they're trading in. When you're giving up a name like Sarif Garach Lalaya to name for these, these, these names, these new Israeli names, all this stuff, when, you, when you're trading in mamish, unbelievable kaychas of the name of Sarifman for what? Because you like how it sounds. Because what, it sounds like a Goyish name? Or it sounds like something you, you heard some girl use that name, and now you were dreaming since you're 12 years old, when I have a daughter, I'm going to name my daughter that name. And then, and then your mazel, the family especially named after the Bobby, and the Bobby's name was Sarah. So, you know, oh, no, no, no. Then there's a fight with the husband and wife. The husband says, I think oh, the name is Sarah. She says, no, 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 that's not. That's not, that's, that's not going to work. I don't, want, I don't like the name Sarah. How do you not like the name Sarah? What could be bad with the name Sarah? What about Miriam? Miriam? Nah. It's over bottle. Miriam is already an old name. It's an old name. It's not a good name. Maybe Miriam. <laughs> you, can't, you can't say Miriam. Miriam is, a, Miriam is, a, is over bottle. It's an old name. So I'm sorry. Wait, all this comes from Chavah. This comes from, an, and I, even though I'm making a lot of fun, this, this is the, I'm talking about the Shorosh of it, of that world of Nas, of being, of Kabbalah Satara, of just being simple, God-fearing Jews. My grandmother, if a grandmother passed away, she had that name. Give her that name. Because with that is Pearl and Shemayim, that name. And the schusim of that Bobby, of that grandmother, is much, much, much infinitely bigger than any fancy new name that you heard of on uh, some place. It's infinitely bigger than that. It's not about how it makes you feel. It's about kashet sivani Hashem. It's about the will of Hashem. And that's the edge. We're not going to have time to do the Rav Kook inside, but that's the edge that women have over men. And the reason why you make a bracha, shasani kiritsono. And Rav Kook explains that by men... By men, there's much more of a netia to have this need for nishma. Much more of 
of a need for that. But by woman, the most natural thing by a woman is to be machni herself to the infinite will of the Creator. It's the teva, much more of a woman, to be mevatel herself to the Ratzon Hashem. And therefore, Rav Kook explains that the bracha of Asani Kiritzono is not some sort of a kappa. It's that my entire existence is only about one thing, Kiritzono. That's what a woman says. My whole messiah is one thing, Kiritzono. I'm not getting fadrait and lost in all kinds of cheshbonas, not in the cheta egel, not in anything. It's one thing that I care about is I live according to his will. Shasani Kiritsono. Kiritsono. You have time for a thirty second mice I could tell you? You have to you have to bake the cheesecakes already. You know? But there are different there are different traditions of uh, among the Hasidim of that, of the history of this story. So I heard one and, and and then my wife, she has to, she had to be someplace nice. She, she, she was looking up and she found that there are different versions. So, I don't know which is the correct one, which is the accurate one. I've said it in the shul two or three times. I just want to repeat it in, in the context of what we're doing here now, which is t- to try to think about Kabbalah's authority. The short of it is as follows: It seems that by the Alexander Chassim they have this Kabbalah. I thought it was the Mizrach Shemag. It seems it was the Balshamtiv. I'm not sure, but either it was by the Mizrach Shemag, the Balshamtiv, or Kaddish. It was a nice that there was that the Balshamtiv Hakadosh knew. He had heard that there was a certain seder that was going on someplace, not so not so far from him. That this seder was causing in Shemaim an unbelievable tumult. This seder, like all the malachim were going nuts over this seder. So the Balsham wanted to know what this was. So one says that he sent somebody, the other says that he went himself. It's more likely that he sent somebody. That the Balshamtiv went himself, but say that there was somebody went to that seder to see what was either Balsham or his shliach went to see what was this Jew seder. So the Jews say there was like, uh, so this person went and he said, "Can I come to you?" I said, yeah. So it was nothing. He was like, "No, no, no, fast." The whole side was like an hour and a half, two hours, nothing, fast. Matzah, fast. He said, "I got it." He couldn't keep up. The, per- the, the person was there, except when it came to one thing. Remember, I told the mice in shul, those who were here, when it came to the part in the Haggad of the four sons, Tom Mahu Aimer, the simple son, right? Tom Mahu Aimer. There, all of a sudden, this guy starts to go, Tom, he starts to scream out, and he takes his wife, the two of them start to do a record around the table, and the, and, and the person's watching what is going on by Tom, by this son. Tom, who am I? And the second night also, everything else in the head of his, but Tom, who am I? So the way I heard the story is that the person came back and the tzaddik guest knew how it was about the Seder with that Jew. So he said, what does he say? It's nothing, it was an hour and a half, two hours, I couldn't keep up with them, everything was so crazy fast. So the tzaddik asked either Balsham or the Shemag, yes, there wasn't anything that he said different? He said, no, there was one part. For some reason, he, he, him and his wife go crazy by Tom, you know, by, by the simple son, Tom Ahoyme. So the tzaddik said, you don't know why? He says, no. He said, why? What's so great about the Tom? Like, what's he going so crazy about the Tom? So he says, because in Russian, Tom means over there. And what this Jew was thinking, what this Jew was thinking is, Rabbi Shalom, when I get over there when I'm 120, Mahu Aimer, what are they saying about me in Shemai? What's going to be with me when I come at 120? That's, that's all I care about. Tom, over there, Mahu Aimer. How am I in God's eyes? Mahu Aimer. And what will I say when I get there? Will I be able to say that I lived a life, Keshet Sivani Habari? That's really what Kabbalah is about. To align ourselves with over there. 
but over there. Hashem is should help us that we should be able to make the yontif with simcha, with simcha, with our families in good health, and we should be zeirch Mr. Hashem yachdav all the Jewish people to be makabel the Torah again to hear Torah from the mouth of Mashiach. Okay, Amen. Amen.